You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. All right, it's your host, Alec, and your co-host, Cassie, with another episode of Behind the Leaf. What's up? Good to be here. here. Today we have our guest, Jeremy and Nori, one of the founders of The Secret Cup. Pretty cool, pretty cool. If you want to just introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about who you are. Yeah, definitely a legend. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, my name is Jeremy Nori. I am currently a director and producer of independent documentary films for streaming platforms on Amazon, Fox, and CBS, mm-hmm. and Apple TV, Roku, Plex, all kinds of different platforms, YouTube. You can watch all my films free somewhere. Okay, awesome. Okay, definitely cool. check those out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Everyone's going to mm-hmm. go check, check those out. And I have a deep history in the cannabis industry. I used to do events. The biggest ones that people know are the Secret Cup mm-hmm. and Chalice California or Chalice Festival. Yeah, and definitely. Yeah. Let's get a, let's get into those. But how did you get into doing the Secret Cup and all that? Yeah, the Secret Cup actually was my partner's idea. His name is Daniel DeSales. He ran a company called mm-hmm. uh, Top Shelf Extracts. Shout out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Always much respect. And he was in Colorado. He had kind of spearheaded the concentrate movement in Colorado to a certain degree. Oh, wow, that's um, pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, he had moved from here where it was very big. Mm-hmm. and over mm-hmm. to there where it was not big if there was anything at all we were at just talking about yeah, that we were talking about that also because mm-hmm. since we're from the east coast especially in north carolina like there is like no nobody consumes concentrates really like mm-hmm. it's flour Slim really. to none. everyone's like oh like that's too strong or anything like that like the, the uh, concentrate world really hasn't opened up in the uh other other side of the yeah state. you kind of see this happen everywhere so mm-hmm. one of the things we did with the secret cup was travel so as you go state to state it's kind of the same recipe everywhere you right know? so colorado was at that level when he moved over there mm-hmm. and then in general it was a new time i don't believe there was any concentrate companies at that time okay mm-hmm. it was kind of a new thing where uh, you you made your hash for these dispensaries and then they sold it right mm-hmm. they didn't yeah. have packaging it wasn't like what it is now yeah right so people were kind of coming up with marketing ideas to help better sell their products and make them more recognizable so I, that was one of the things I think he did over there was start a company top shelf extracts mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. was one of if not the very first uh, wow. and and so he became one of the people that was most identified with concentrates. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so the scene exploded over there. It exploded over here. And he was part of this whole group where one day they were kind of privately talking, some of them. Mm-hmm. And they decided they did not like the way that the High Times events were going. Sometimes they wouldn't let us compete mm-hmm. because it was BHO. It wasn't okay. like traditional yeah. hash. And we were demonized originally. They didn't invite us to stuff. That they, sucks. Yeah, yeah that's like, unfortunate. Pe- people <laughs> forget. A lot of people don't know because it's now very accepted mm-hmm. and, and all of this More stuff. More mainstream. They hated us at first. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so the events were questionable. And then the judges mm-hmm. might not know what they were looking at when they were right. judging some yeah. of this stuff too. So... The winners were questionable in their eyes. They were like, are the authentic best people winning these competitions? Mm -hmm. No, is what they decided. So they Mm -hmm. wanted to come up with their own way of doing it. And they thought, well, who would be the judges? 
and they came up with this brilliant concept. And since then, I, I think it has even been improved upon. Mm-hmm. But the idea was, well, how about if we let the people competing be the judges? And we just yeah. figure out how to prevent them from voting for themselves. Right. Mm. And then we'll have a more authentic uh, judging. Yeah, result, Definitely. You, know? you have a better, you have a more authentic and yeah. organic result out of that. Theoretically, they are knowledgeable, right? Mm-hmm. So that worked out pretty well for a while. And uh, then eventually that had its own problems. But that was the basic concept from the Secret Cup mm-hmm. is that you we didn't sell the judges kits you know like right. it wasn't a big money making uh business plan yeah mm-hmm. it was we, more about bringing people together yeah, the community together sharing what everybody's doing out there yep. spreading the knowledge spreading mm-hmm. the love with that and yep. that's awesome the goal was to find the authentic best and right. then for everyone else who who wasn't there to kind of see that mm-hmm. and then maybe be able to step their th- game up to that level and then go home and do the same thing that we were doing to their hometowns and mm-hmm. show them, hey, this is what we're doing. Now you guys go step it up and spread the whole thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And that worked. Mm-hmm. Like um, as we would go and do the Seeker Cup in places, it would explode um, business-wise for a lot of their scene. And then, of course, um, you know, people from – LA and from mm-hmm. Colorado were making connections with people in some of these places to just simply send them mm-hmm. hash yeah. from right. out LA and So what Colorado. what year did the Secret Cup start? Yeah, 20, what was your first year? Uh-huh, 2012. So Colorado had this thing where they were going to legalize cannabis and it was um, their point to do the Secret Cup right after this. Mm-hmm. And so it, there was some turmoil where it seemed like, mm-hmm. it, oh, it was going to be delayed. And then overnight they signed it in and then boom, Secret Cup was the very first legal event of any cannabis event anywhere in the world. That's wow. awesome. That's that was, crazy. That was a big thing. Yeah, yeah. Big we thought it was a big thing. High Times <laughs> sent somebody out to the event to cover it. Mm. Um, you know, we were small at that time. So it's like, great yeah. exposure yeah, right there. Definitely. And I had a company. It was my first booth mm-hmm. for my company. I know a lot of people who's had their company's first booth at other Seeker Cups. But That's pretty um, cool. yeah, yeah. There, it was kind of a weird thing too because there was another guy. Uh, his name is Nick T. And mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. is now kind of renowned for solventless. And at that time, he was throwing an event. It was becoming a bigger thing, and he was a DJ. And so he was doing this kind of concert-based mm-hmm. event okay. that was called Extract Artists Unite. And he had come hmm. up with this term, okay. Extract Artists. Everybody loved it. Yeah, and see. so it was this whole thing. And, and Dan and him kind of joined forces rather than compete, which I was— I would really love to see this happen a lot more, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than compete with each other, they decided to merge the two events and mm. do kind of a joined mm. thing and celebrate it all together because awesome. our community was small. If, if they had separated it, it wouldn't have been yeah, you as tearing, cool. Yeah, you're tearing people between two different locations yeah. and stuff it was, like that. It, it was been. better the way they did it. Yeah, and you're getting a ton more people from the merge alone, which Absolutely. is great. So more oh, exposure, yeah. more awareness, more education, which is what we love to talk about here. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And it was really cool. And, and so at that time, it was like, Denver wasn't ready. So mm-hmm. they had a, a theater like in the main part of the city. I mm-hmm. think it was called the Oriental or something. I, I can't remember. There was mm-hmm. there was a couple different ones. But this was like a main 
theater, like where you would see a, a regular music act, yeah. like oh, wow. like the <laughs> wow. uh, in New York. I'm mm-hmm. sure. Um, what was the famous one that that they closed? Oh man, um, uh, in New York. But you you know what I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah, we're talking like, like CBGB these, or yeah, something CBGB. like that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the one I was yeah, thinking. Definitely. Okay, it was a place like that. Okay, you know? cool. And so, uh, not a huge, crazy place, but big enough to have mainstream mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had uh, a concert, and the booths were all in there with the concert. And it nice. was just so wow. cool. I loved it. It was it was such a good time. Mm-hmm. And then the actual Secret Cup was kind of this secret thing that was happening privately. Okay. And then they did the awards at a, another place kind of in the basement. Not as cool of okay. a venue. Okay. Yeah. But it was uh, it, it was a wonderful celebration. We all, everybody there was like part of this scene. Like a, they, they were like a representative. They all mm-hmm. had something that they did. Yeah. And it was cool for us to all kind of get together. There wasn't the crazy competition where everybody hated each other or anything like yeah. that. Or it's yeah. like, I'm trying to do better than you, all this yeah. stuff. Was I mean, I'm sure there was a little of that, but oh, it was yeah. definitely more of a camaraderie yeah. to a certain degree. And mm-hmm. uh, I loved that whole thing about it. And when I saw that, I, I said to Daniel, I want to do these mm-hmm. where I, mm-hmm. I was from Los Angeles, where he originally was from. He knew yeah. California yeah. was where it was at. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to do one there. And then as that st- other people wanted to do them in their other cities and it just, just like blew up from yeah, there. Yeah, became this whole thing. So you also said you have done events internationally, right? Which Correct. places? Yeah. yeah. So when I was young, I used to go to the cannabis cup in Amsterdam just for fun. Oh, I was cool. not part I've never of been there. I would love to go yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So originally there were only a very few events. There was like, and, and some of the events were very different. There wasn't like booths, or anywhere selling cannabis, you know, maybe there was illegal people selling cannabis, yeah. but you know, there, the, um, the one up in Seattle, there, there were certain ones that are long time, mm-hmm. the hash bash, I think yeah. it's been around for a long time. So there, there's just certain ones that have been around for a long time, but high times was doing a competition. Okay. okay. Yeah. And they called it the cannabis cup. And it was every year in November in Amsterdam. Cool. And nice. so it was this whole pilgrimage of people from from the states and other places that would all converge in this little city. Mm-hmm. And it's a really cool little city. I highly mm-hmm. recommend going there. Just anyone who likes cannabis should go there because it's still the best city ever for mm-hmm. cannabis. Oh, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, we definitely have to put that on our list. And not that they have the best quality of cannabis, mm-hmm. but they <laughs> they celebrate cannabis in the most open and, and the best community. Way. Yeah. Like Spain, for example, you go. It's hard to get into those places. You go during Spanibus, It's a different experience than going like during regular. Time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, I've and had you, countless people tell me to go to Spanibus. And yeah, stuff yeah. Like Spanibus that. is a great time. Don't get me wrong. But anyone can go to Amsterdam. You could go to Amsterdam today and just walk around, and there's like weed shirts with everybody that you've ever yeah. seen as a character. <laughs> like the coffee shops, it's not like a little black door where you have to know yeah. where you're going. No. So it's just it's like open and honest. Face. It's in your face. Yeah. People are walking around just smoking Smoke weed. weed. That's awesome. Sitting That's down cool. in the middle of the street, rolling up. Yeah. Like it is in your face, out there. Nobody's trying to be like, fuck this. Nobody it's very, cares. That's yeah, very accepted. Very, very, very accepted. That is awesome. And so if, in that way, it's still the best. There's no, nowhere that is, is even remotely close in my mm, eyes. Yeah. Huh. So um, the only thing is they don't accept concentrates. If they could, like, okay. maybe it's really? better now. I've heard it's better now, but like for the longest time, 
it hmm. was even more so than anywhere here demonized. Like yeah. it was straight really? up illegal. Really? There. Yeah, they wow. freak out Was there about a it. specific reason for that or they just didn't? So liquid hash is illegal. Yeah. Yeah. So hmm. it's like some sort of theory that it's like super strong and huh. granted, I guess it is. Yeah, it's concentrated, yeah. yeah. But uh, they have hash that's pretty strong. Mm -hmm. So Just not... A yeah. liquid version of yeah. that. So I mean, that's interesting. It's it's not that dramatically different, hmm. but uh, the edibles is also kind of that way over there. They're like very okay. strict kind of yeah. on their edibles. Um, hmm. It's not like here. Maybe it's a little better now. Like I said, I haven't been in a few years, but um, yeah, we we went out there, mm -hmm. and uh, the first place was was Spain. So some of the people that had come to uh, one of our events in Colorado were from Spain. Oh. Hmm. And they started Very to try nice. and talk me into it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, they they knew that, like, I'm I'm the one, you know? If, mm -hmm. if yeah. You could talk to Dan, but you had to get me to, to do the physical work. Yeah, to get you work, on board, yeah. Because I'm going to be the one, like, fielding the phone calls, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. organizing the thing. So... Um, they, this one guy started working on me. His name is Lorenzo. <laughs> and uh, he had, I think his company was Nerd Extracts. Okay. It was like a little mm, frog. And he had great extracts. And um, he had a friend that, uh, his name is Milo. And okay. he ran a company called Big Buddha Seeds. Now, OGs know that company. It's a very mm -hmm. big company in mm -hmm. Amsterdam. Uh, but he was, he's like Hawaiian, I believe. Interesting. And huh. he is like English though, so he has like an English Does accent. accent. It's That's like a very weird mix. And huh. now I yeah. think he That's lives cool. in Ibiza. Wow. So hmm. um they were kinda he was he was running stuff off Milo to be like, Yeah, see, Milo says it's true. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so like he got me. And I, mm -hmm. I was motivated. I'd never been to Spain. I knew about Spanibus also. Yeah. And I wanted to go to Spanibus. So we were able to kind of time it during Spanibus. Oh, okay. And so that also is one of my, uh, I just wrote a book. Oh, and nice. My book is about all the times I almost got arrested at the Secret Cup. And then <laughs> <laughs> that was various other bad things that happened to me earlier on. Like mm -hmm. I had home invasions. I had wow. all kinds oh, wow. of crazy stuff happen to me. But uh, yeah, Spain is one of those stories because yeah. mm -hmm. when I flew to Spain, the military police met me as I was getting off the plane with my picture. Oh, wow. And they brought me to this. They already knew. Yeah, this story <laughs> is is in detail in the book. Uh-huh. I'm going to go over Oh, where it can we check out the book? Yeah, where so can we find it? it? It will be on Kindle and everything. Right now, I am sending digital copies to people okay. so that they can review it as soon as it comes out. Okay, ah, so it's a new uh -huh. thing. Yeah, so it's soon. a new thing. Okay. Uh, you can find out stuff about it on the publisher's website. I know it has a page on there right now, so there'll probably be links to where you can buy it when it mm -hmm. is actually available. available to it may have come out since uh, I'm not 100% up on all the mm -hmm. little yeah. things, but What's the, the publisher's website is called The Sager Group. S-A-G-E-R. Okay. And, uh, yeah, my book is called Jack Moves. Jack, Jack Moves. Moves. I, I like, like that. that. Yeah. I like that. And so the the police met me because they were suspicious of stuff in my luggage. I was uh. bringing all the, like, awards and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then they, they brought me to this underground place. It's this whole weird experience wow. where, like— Probably tearing through all your shit. Yeah. Making, yeah. And that, but ultimately, it all went fine. I did mm -hmm. not get arrested. But it's, like, a yeah. crazy story. And people constantly want to know— like uh, the details of it because mm -hmm. 
and po- oh, yeah. like he had a machine gun. It's not like oh, the police here. Oh no! Yeah, totally, no, no, different, totally different experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People think that there was major militarization of our police. You should go to other <laughs> other countries and see what they're doing. Yeah. Jesus Christ! It was intense. You was it a like long process? Storm. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I just gave you a oh, real yeah. brief mm-hmm. version. Oh yeah, of it, you were probably but, there for a few hours. Then. It it wasn't that long, mm-hmm. but I'd say. Probably an hour. An hour That's so long time. Yeah, okay, yeah. About an hour. And the weirdest part of it was like, so so he had like my picture from like my passport. And mm-hmm. As I'm getting mm-hmm. off the plane, he's like speaking English. And he says, there's no problem. You have to come with me. And mm-hmm. let me take your bag. And so he's yeah. taking my bag. Like, okay. uh-huh. and he's like, there's nothing. And he just keeps saying the whole time mm-hmm. we're there's walking. No, this, no worries. Don't go anywhere. Like. Uh, like, I mean, that's going to make Whenever they worry, tell you yeah. not to worry, that's, that's when you should, should worry. worry. Exactly. Okay. Like, you're like, not easing this like, anxiety at all. Why is everyone else walking that way then? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then you go why downstairs, and it's like this, like, bunker where there's all these military people. Wow. Oh, yeah. And they've got my, my bags all on a table, all open, each one of the bags. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we need to go through the bags, but we need your permission to do it. Uh, it looks like you already <laughs> went through them. So I mean, you were there really already matter. open. Uh. <laughs> so, yeah, and the, the funny part about it is, so, like, Spain is in a, a place, um, I can't remember the name of the town, but uh, it's like Castel de Fels. That's where we okay. stayed. I know okay. it's not that, yeah. but it's mm-hmm. something like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then, so, so um, as they're going through my, one of my bags, they're, like, looking all all these emails are mm-hmm. pulling stuff right. out, right? And they're looking at it, but it's not weed. You know? Yeah, it's just... They're, they're yeah. really not going through my bags the way American police would, yeah. like, mm-hmm. like really intensely. Okay. So okay. they're going very kind of slightly through like it. delicately. Then, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I hear them talking to each other and they start saying to each other, Castel de Fels, Festival de Cannabis. Mm-hmm. And so... I, I'm mm. I'm hearing the city of Spanibus, and then I hear I know what festival mm. the cannabis yeah. is. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, they think I'm here for Spanibus. Yeah, they think I have a booth mm. at Spanibus. Yeah, they think that. Yeah, totally. And so one of the guys, he says, the no, almost none of them spoke English. Only oh, one yeah. of them basically. Mm-hmm. And so the one that spoke English turns to me. He's like, hey, are you here for the festival the cannabis in this city? Mm-hmm. And I said, yes. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, oh. oh okay, okay, no like, problem. No worries. No they all worries. just packed they up pack my bags right <laughs> there. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. You're walking out of there like, what the fuck just mm-hmm. happened? Yeah, I, I should have probably told you also, I had mm-hmm. hidden an entry in one of the packages because oh, one of my competitors talked me into doing this before mm-hmm. going over to Spain. Okay. Going to Amsterdam, mm. I never have any sort of issues. Yeah. I just mm-hmm. get off the plane, walk yeah, right in. because they're so friendly with it anyway. They're yeah, like, oh, okay. They, they don't really care. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I understand, they do care. I'm just fortunate that I've never had a <laughs> yeah. problem. You never had a bad experience. But, uh, that's, like, that's, that's like TSA in this country. It's like they care, but they don't really. <laughs> it's a whole thing. Yeah. So I had a whole like slab in there. Yeah, wow. Had they gone through oh, it shoot. more intensely, they I could have been telling a different story. Oh, totally. Wow, that's yeah, you're nuts. probably sitting there freaking like, don't find <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was worrisome. That's horrible. That's Well, That that's also good, too, that they didn't find it. That's Yeah, that's exactly. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So, so how do you... How do you like working with uh, different countries and making secret cups and organizing them and all shit? And it all is. That I bet it's a lot of work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot. It's interesting because um, it is basically impossible without somebody that lives in that place mm-hmm. to help okay. you. Right. Yeah. You know? yeah, I bet. If you do not have that, then then it's 
it's extraordinarily difficult. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe now that cannabis is becoming more mainstream, there's some sort mm-hmm. of like um, infrastructure for that. But at the time we were doing it, you know, yeah, you you had to approach very very cautiously. You didn't mm-hmm. want them to shut the event down as soon as they discovered that you were smoking weed and just allowing people right. to smoke yeah. weed. But there wasn't like a permit to smoke weed. So you mm-hmm. kind of yeah. were going on people individually as what they were willing to risk. You mm-hmm. would say to them, you had to present it, you know. Right. Yeah. People that didn't, sometimes you'd get away with it and sometimes you'd have big problems. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, if you went to them and said, look, here's what we're going to do, you know, a lot of times they'd be forgiving about it. But every now, I mean, I guess more times they mm-hmm. weren't forgiving about it. It yeah. was okay. extremely difficult to get venues. Mm-hmm. But you would find them. And yeah, mm-hmm. other eventually. people found them too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. What was the, you don't mind me asking, what was like the worst reaction you ever got when you guys were like, hey, listen, that's what we're going to do? Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> uh, so so from the venue or from like authorities, because I've done ones where like in Colorado, for example, we hired. I guess both. I guess, yeah. Yeah. So usually the worst reaction is, oh, event's over. You're not yeah. going to get. Yeah, shut down. Yeah. Nope. We're mm-hmm. not doing this. No matter what you say, it's over. And so we've had that many times. Mm-hmm. And like right before the event, like the week before. Yeah, after you've prepared before. and it's the last minute mm-hmm. and then they shut it down. That yep. sucks. But in Ugh. Colorado, I literally went to an event to inspect the venue and there were detectives at the event. Oh, shit. Uh, that they were, they were there to intimidate the venue owner at the same time that I was there to do the mm-hmm. event inspection. So mm-hmm. I was able to kind of organize and I got to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was an interesting conversation. Oh, that must where have they been. played these little games where they're like, you can't do your event, but we're not going to, like, say you can't do your event, but we're going to be here to, like, enforce all these laws so you can't do your event. Yeah. Like, well, how so come it's basically kind? nearly impossible. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. It's next to nearly impossible for me to do what I want to do mm-hmm. without, like, directly saying that we're targeting you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Ugh, that's rough. That story's in the book, too. Okay. But oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it was a ongoing thing. Everywhere you went, kind of, it was, like, this risky thing. Mm-hmm. Um, certain places... Uh, we had people get shot outside the event. Jesus. In oh, Washington, D.C. Oh, my God. Not our people, but, mm-hmm. like, somebody. Yeah, but, like, like, you know. That's People wild. get in arguments. Yeah. I mean, hey, people, um, people yeah. be wild out there. All you got to be stuff. careful. All kinds of stuff. What was yeah. the, uh, what was your most favorite secret cup that, yeah, that you were, like, if you if you were to look back in, in all the ones you've been to, you are like, that one is the most memorable. Or stood out. Well, so now that we're talking about it, and I just mm-hmm. brought up um, Washington, D.C., yeah. Yeah. there was a person that was like a, a part of the Seeker Cup that just passed away a couple wow. days ago. So oh. I wanted to say rest in peace, rest in to, peace. Yeah, to Rico Valderrama, <laughs> a phone homie. Uh, we did events in the East Coast that were mm-hmm. really, really cool. That event where I first met him was an incredible experience. I know a lot of people. That's their favorite <laughs> event. Mm-hmm. Um I did, I mean, I did a couple wild events in L.A. I think some people, maybe that might be their favorite event. Mm-hmm. Me personally, my favorite events, I mean, the the international ones are very cool. I did an yeah, event in Amsterdam that was very cool, and it was mm-hmm. very special to me for a lot of reasons. But I, I would say the camping events in Humboldt, they, oh, they are cool. hard to beat. They, yeah. they are uh, experiences we did them in a place called Trinidad. So, okay. if you know uh, Humboldt at all, 
this is very north in Humboldt. So mm -hmm. there's like southern Humboldt, which is its mm -hmm. own kind of place. And then there's northern Humboldt, which is more like a, a city. Okay. But its own kind of place also. I and, think we saw a little bit about the camping on the film. Oh, yeah. There's, yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of shots from the camping event in the, in the uh, documentary. Mm -hmm. And that place is a very unique place. It's right by the, the coast. So you can actually, so it's in a redwood forest, yeah. right? Oh, so wow. there's redwoods everywhere, yeah. right? Full on real redwoods. It's beautiful. Then you walk from the campsite, maybe 13 minutes and you mm. are at the coast beach. Wow. Holy shit. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And this is like um, a fishing beach. So there's oh. pretty much nobody there. Oh, yeah. oh, that's the best. It's kind <laughs> of difficult to get down to it in, in yeah, a way. It's kind of out of the way. But uh, that's it, cool. it was incredible. And then so if you didn't walk that direction, you walked mm -hmm. the opposite direction, 10 minutes, you are in town with the grocery store, like oh, wow. restaurants. Oh, wow. It's like best of both worlds right there. Well, you're right if, there. If you wanted to keep walking, you could maybe another 20 minutes. But if you just drove 10 minutes mm -hmm. from where the uh, event was, casino, oh. right? <laughs> so like... It's, it's, uh, and not like a full Vegas one, but mm -hmm. like yeah. the restaurant at the casino was incredible. Mm -hmm. And it was a place where all these things were kind of uh, located. And then also our event was there yeah. doing what we do. It was a really wonderful thing. And then the history for me of Humboldt, mm -hmm. um, it's just such an important part of uh, where we are in cannabis. Right, and definitely. Mm -hmm. I wanted to show respect to that, be able to incorporate that, expose people to that that have never had mm -hmm. that opportunity. And um, I was able to meet people that, like from the Emerald Cup, for example, mm -hmm. that uh, I greatly respect. And, and it was really, for me, the, the most important events that we were able to do. And then I think there's something special about uh, in general, not just for cannabis, about staying together, about mm -hmm. uh, oh, people. Yeah. Keeping the community. Mm -hmm. When you go to an mm -hmm. event, you go and then you leave and then you maybe go back the next day. That's a different right. experience yeah. than when you stay overnight through whatever happens. Mm -hmm. With the same mm -hmm. people. With the people. Mm -hmm. People are going to go hard. Yeah. Yeah. Things are going to happen. And then in the next morning, people are. some people are going to be up early. There's mm -hmm. all these different moments that don't yeah. happen. At another event. At a traditional yeah. style event. These moments and different kinds of interactions. That's what creates connection. That's what creates lifelong relationship bonds, friendships, and stuff. all of that stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. wow. It's far more That's important amazing. to me than than the other stuff. I don't care about yeah. the business. Like, I guess I should. But <laughs> for me, like, it's not about, oh, you know, did Jungle Boys make $2 million at their booth? Like yeah. that, I, I'm, other yeah, people care a lot about, about that. about the people. That's where yeah. we're, how we're going to grow, right? And learn. The community yeah, is important. Yeah, I mean, definitely. the money's important too, but oh, yeah. I'm yeah, with you. Sure. I think the people is where it's at, right? Yeah. For me, that's what it's about. Yeah, definitely. I do not care about the other stuff. And like, so I've, I've started to refer to the cannabis industry now as the cannabis circus because I hate oh, yeah. the direction that it has gone. Oh, yeah, we were kind of mm -hmm. touching on that before. So mm -hmm. like, let's, let's, let's touch on that more. I'm like, yeah. I'm an investor in the space and... Yeah, I kind so, of don't like where the cannabis industry is going either, mm -hmm. so I'm very curious to hear what you got to say. So I'm going to do a shameless plug real quick. I'm doing okay. an event <laughs> in January. It's called the American Auto Flower Cup. And, uh, Here go in to, L.A.? Yes, okay. in Los right. Angeles at the end of January. Nice. You can compete. You can be a sponsor. All of this stuff is basically free. You go to the website. <laughs> 
And it, AmericanAutoflowerCup.com, you can read about it mm-hmm. and then you can message them or message me and I will be happy to connect anybody up with uh, that information. Definitely That's check awesome. that out. Yeah, go so check that out. I am still doing <laughs> cannabis stuff. I don't totally hate cannabis stuff. And mm-hmm. doing this event mm-hmm. has been very refreshing because the people that are behind the event are not doing it for um, financial reasons. It does well. Yeah. Not not the typical financial reasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they are basically paying for everything. They are paying wow. for people to judge. They are paying for people to uh, be sponsors. They are wow. paying for people. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, everything is basically being covered by them. They're like going over and above to make this a good event. Mm-hmm. And they are spending a lot of money that they will definitely not make back because there's basically no ways to make it back because right. yeah. of the structure of the event. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, every when you go to the event, everything will be free at the event. The booths there are not selling anything. Mm-hmm. There is uh, the whole judges packs. We're not selling the judges packs. Yeah. Like it's mm-hmm. just this whole very like uh, organic and, and authentic feeling thing that I'm happy to be a part of. Right. In the cannabis industry, (laughs) (laughs) the tone of voice, I'm like, I'm ready for it. (laughs) So when I was first starting out, the Mm -hmm. people I respected were growers and breeders. Right. Yes. We were just talking about how (laughs) that, how they're the heart of the industry, but they get looked over (laughs) so much now. It's it's kind of wild. It's kind of funny how... uh, like MJ BizCon and some of the biggest cannabis events in the world are kind of organized around specific thing times of the year. Like right now it's the harvest. Yes. And we in next month, November, well, we're in November right yeah. now. <laughs> Technically it's yeah. the, uh, we're having MJ BizCon coming up in a few weeks. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's, you, you, you have to see the correlation there of how it's interfering. One of our other guests brought that up. Shout out, uh, yeah. Jesse Barney. Yeah, he, definitely. He brought up that point in that honestly, I didn't think about that. And once he said it, I was like, wait, that makes zero sense. Yeah. Why are we not honoring the people that are honestly like the heart and soul of where this mm-hmm. industry is? And I think that's that's like, ugh, just so annoying. <laughs> so I have bad news for you. This is an ongoing theme. It mm. will never be fixed. It's fucked up though. <laughs> it's fucked up. That's people, I mean, people are unfortunately people mm-hmm. and we humans are just very susceptible to marketing. Mm-hmm. Right. So I mean you're right. Yeah. When we were doing the cannabis cup, there was a gentleman named Arion. He ran mm-hmm. a company called Greenhouse. And I'm not entirely certain that Arion knows a lot about growing pot. He he knows a lot, mm-hmm. I guess. Okay. I, I that'd be kind of rude to say. Mm-hmm. He knows a lot, especially compared to the people now. He okay. is yeah. far mm-hmm. more real than mm-hmm. them. But uh, he had a gentleman named Franco, who mm-hmm. I definitely think knew a lot more about growing pot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's just that kind of thing with a lot of these companies where now you have the, the guy that's the company and mm-hmm. he is a character of some sort. Sometimes it is this very Chad business character who can speak metric and Mm -hmm. tell all the little details of the finances and and things that just sound very business-like. That reminds me Uh. of (laughs) what you were talking about, like being an investor and you when you walk up to someone it's you know this it doesn't feel oh, real yeah. sometimes it's no, just the, not, fl- the, not at all. the flip switches and then it's like they're just telling you what you want to hear yeah yeah or what they think you want to hear now, you granted, know <laughs> those people are very important mm-hmm. and, and i understand that, that they're a necessary part of this equation definitely yeah like the reason those conversations feel not real is because yeah. mm-hmm. they are not real yeah they are sales pitches now mm-hmm. and these are 
theories in most cases. Of course. So uh, I I don't find that to be what what speaks to me in marijuana. When I right. would mm-hmm. go to the Cannabis Cup and I would talk to like Milo from Big Buddha Seeds, for yes. example, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I would tell him about something and he would tell me something like genetically that I didn't know because he, f- he was further down the mm-hmm. line as a yeah. grower than me. You know, okay. he knew more. Yeah. And that's, uh, a meritocracy should work that way. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, the people that are at the top should know more. Should know the they most. should have the, the most yeah. experience. Oh, definitely. 100%. You know, um, and and not be just a character that mm-hmm. that is very um, loud. I mean, when you go on uh, YouTube and or you go on a lot of these sites, mm-hmm. Instagram, whatever, like there's kind mm-hmm. of a recipe for what works. And a lot of it is yeah. like very like quick cuts, like, oh, pop, 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 like mm-hmm. flashy, yeah. loud, like really gets like, the attention uh, yeah. right away. The, these those first three sites, like we're starting this and even mm-hmm. building our own Instagram page. Like, oh yeah, like, go so drop much a follow to Behind the Leaf, leaf Pod. pod. <laughs> Shameless yeah. plug, but had to. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you need that as a business. But mm-hmm. then yeah. there's the question, uh, and especially so for girls, a lot of times, how scantily clad are you going to be in mm-hmm. your pictures? Because mm-hmm. that seems to work really well, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, so I know that pisses me off. <laughs> there's there's yeah. a decision that you're going to have to make about what direction you're going to go with your marketing. And, right. And yeah, what, what works is part of what makes yeah. that decision, but then also your own ethics is what- Yeah, are you compromising yeah. what you believe in yes. and, and your, your morals, morals your ethics. just to have this image out that yeah. you know is gonna attract attention. Correct. And this is not just cannabis, this is everything. Of course, but, yeah. Of course. Um, I think that the direction cannabis has moved is just shameless in uh, the direction of money. Mm-hmm. Regardless of ethics, no care whatsoever. Yeah. Ethics, don't care. Um, whatever works. So, like, we're going to put out products, flashy. What, as long as they're selling, we really don't care if mm. people are getting helped by these products. Now, granted, there are companies that are doing it right. Right, yeah. of, course. of course. But the large majority of these companies are, like, just shameless companies. When I go, mm-hmm. my friends throw the biggest trade show in cannabis. It's called Champs. You oh, go yeah. to Champs. And what oh, you went I, to Champs, yeah, right? I went there, yeah, I went there last year. Okay, Vegas, yeah. so here you go. It's awesome. So Champs, I love. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, great. they're doing good business and they are a very successful company and they don't really have a lot of control over this stuff. And they do make great efforts to try and steer the cannabis circus in the direction that I want to see it go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you go to Champs, what part of Champs has expanded to where, like, Champs now is just colossal. It's maybe four times as big as it used to be. Wow. Mm-hmm. And this is just a few years ago. Like, wow. it was, it is gigantic now. You go there. What is it? It's like Kratom companies. It's. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, I was like, mm-hmm. I was like vape companies vape and Kratom. Vape Not pen, even yeah. THC, like just vapes with no nicotine THC, too. no nicotine. Sometimes they're yeah, nicotine. Sometimes there's sometimes, nicotine in there. It's all this stuff, huh. you know, hemp, like this or that. It's it's this part of the industry. What part of the industry hasn't grown that much? There's not that much like heady glass there. Yes, I would. There's agree with that. there's not that much um, like grow equipment or like people like doing more growing related stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's um, when when I think about the cannabis industry, the part that I want to see grow is uh, the seed 
the genetics part of it, right. mm-hmm. you know? I want to mm-hmm. see breeding. I want to see, and I, I don't want to see it grow shamelessly. I want to see it grow authentically. Of course. Yeah. And I want to see the glass grow. Mm-hmm. And I will be forgiving on that. Like, yeah. uh, if we can have the super heady artists, that's absolutely very important mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. great. But even if it's just a whole bunch of middle grade artists, I'll take that over... Yeah. Vape yeah. pens. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, you're supporting artists, uh, and it, you get to see yeah. their work. I mean, yeah. I love the necklace you have on oh, right now. That's pretty much. cool. Yeah, that's John awesome. Greener, and that was for an event of mine called Beyond Boro. Some okay. may call cool. it the first sesh ever. Mm-hmm. It was a very, very small event. I had like five booths, and um, yeah, we did some really, really cool gift packs where you okay. would like you would get a dabber, you would get this. Mm-hmm. You, it was like a whole thing. And, um, you know, I, I, I like that there is some of that in the industry. The glass industry has done some cool parties that mm-hmm. seem yeah. pretty creative. What's your opinion on um, Glass Vegas? So I, I really like the show. But uh, so to me, that is another show called mm-hmm. the American Glass Expo. That mm-hmm. you, was some of my friends were throwing that event. Yeah. And that show just was not able to be sustainable. And I'll leave it at mm-hmm. that. Okay. And Glass Vegas kind of picked up where the American Glass Expo left off. Okay. They picked it up kind of before it was gone. So there's some, maybe they pushed it into where it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, the show itself, if I'm looking at the show just based on the merit of the show, it's Mm -hmm. a great show. And it's not like Champs. I love Champs. Mm -hmm. And I've told them if you want to make no more. American glass or no more uh, <laughs> Glass Vegas. Mm-hmm. Then what you have to do is do that sh- same show. Okay. And yeah. uh, because Champs is its own show, it's never going to be that show. Mm-hmm. That show is its own thing, and it's like it's more the authentic cannabis vibe. You know, it's very yeah. very close to the things that I was just talking about. All mm-hmm. the things that we want to see grow. Right. And granted, they're having their own problems with with trying to be a company and trying mm-hmm. to expand mm-hmm. as a company. But you go to that event and it feels right, you know, like okay. there's super, super heady artists all over the place that seems like the sales are going well enough. Mm-hmm. That's the one place where most of these ones oh, yeah, like fail. Like Champs is the best because they're able to have the buyers. And, right. Yeah, you can have you know, buyers and sellers there and everything. And and they know what they're doing yeah. to get that. And, yeah. you know, I, and when I went, I wanted to see, I wanted to see more of like the individual heady artists and stuff like that and less of the mass produced like tables where like they're ordering their stuff from overseas and getting made in glass factories and all that stuff. Have you like, gone to Glass Vegas? I haven't been to Glass Vegas yet. I want to go this year. Because I like just I like just missed the one last year. And then I think they're having like three in twenty twenty three. Two uh, or three of you them. You know. So you're saying it's more of what he said he would not yeah. want to see, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. All right. All you right. Want, you want to go to Las Vegas. That's going to be much more of what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. There yeah. are other shows like that too. Okay. Um, in other states and uh, like there's really cool events in the yeah. glass world. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, even DFO, like mm-hmm. uh, yeah. DFO is a cool event. But Las Vegas, I think, out of the ones that I have been to, it currently... I think it's currently the best one. Yeah, that's awesome. So even okay. so, even for my my own personal knowledge, also because I'm just starting to get into like the heady scene and buying glass and stuff like that. And for the people out there listening who 
don't really know what makes quality glass from non-quality glass. Think you can explain a little bit of that? Huh. Like when you're looking at a piece <laughs> on a table, you're like, and they could be they could be expensive. Something like the yeah. low end is like five hundred dollars for How a good you for like good those? American mm-hmm. glass, yeah, and yeah. you don't want to buy something that that's not that's mm-hmm. not up to par. Yeah, yeah, I I can definitely speak on this, and I I kind of have gone full circle with it, where I used to care a lot yeah. mm-hmm. about it, and I care a lot less now. But I think that the main the main purpose is um, so so uh, <laughs> like like there there's being one of these heady boys right mm-hmm. okay and I don't think that's so cool you know mm-hmm. when you're hating on everybody and you're telling everybody that this sucks or that sucks and whatever. Yeah. You know, the, and the, like my my friends are the royal family of heady boys. <laughs> I have started to refer to them as that. And uh, they are, they just shame each other over the dumbest, most meaningless Ugh. stuff. And, and uh, you know, they think this is like somehow great, like some, yeah. some like good feeling. And it's just this weird. Mm, no, yeah, that's weird. weird that sounds backwards. So, yeah. so in my eyes, I'm very forgiving. If you have mm-hmm. like a tie nail. Mm-hmm. And an old Chinese rig or whatever, I'm not yeah. gonna eat your lunch for that. Right. Oh, you know? no, I know where not. you're at, and I'm not yeah. gonna hate yeah. at on it. Mm-hmm. If you want to be the guy with like a, a Joel Halen mm-hmm. rig yeah. or you know whatever it is, banjo, you know, mm-hmm. and you're spending thirty grand or whatever oh, it is, yeah, it's like crazy. there's 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 a different person, and 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 to that sense, I understand it from a collector's mm-hmm. mindset, and da 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 da. But um, basically, uh, good glass is, is glass that is functional. So it, mm-hmm. like you like the way that it, it works. Mm-hmm. But then there is also the amount of time that the artist spent to be able to make this thing. And then how much money are you going to pay f- for yeah. that thing? And then the amount of skill that right. went into making yeah, that thing. Definitely. And so a lot of it, like Banjo, for example, he didn't just wake up and be able to do this mm-hmm. there's oh, almost yeah. no one who can do the things that he is doing uh, Laceface I, I'll point out Laceface because yeah. I think Laceface is currently the best yeah feel free to Banjo. shout out some of the, some uh, glass blowers artists yeah. that, re- that really do <laughs> yeah. great so, work like in my eyes she is the best mm-hmm. I have mm. I went to Glass Vegas I think it was like last year and her stuff right now like nobody's doing what she's doing like she that's is awesome. killing. Wow, that's awesome. And that's really cool. so, when you are that person, mm-hmm. I mean, I think you could charge whatever you want. You oh know? No, right, yeah, definitely. Yeah. definitely. And, and as long as there is somebody who's going to value it and and put it in their collection or whatever, mm-hmm. yeah. then that's a whole other thing than just making something that um, you're using and taking into yeah. all these different situations. Mm-hmm. I think those artists would be doing themselves a big favor by making some affordable stuff for some of the people that could not be able to make those yeah, things. Yeah, totally. Right. I know some <laughs> artists have, like, other artists that make the large majority of it, and mm-hmm. then maybe they do, like, a little thing on it. And mm-hmm. I just, um, I like I like more winners. I don't like it when people are not able to accomplish the things that they want in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. if that's getting Stick a to piece it. of glass or whatever it is, I, I just like to see more winners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's definitely, I, I think the biggest thing with the glass industry is to now stray away from these mass produced like bongs, pipes, rigs that are made in China and all, all different other countries. And you don't really know what's going into that glass or if it's even the right kind of glass to be using the smoke out of. You have to respect the craft too. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah there is. So the theory on Chinese glass is that it doesn't get killed, mm-hmm. that they have no quality control. They'll put lead in the glass. There's yeah, all kinds you know, of stuff. All kinds of stuff. Uh, f- to me, I've not seen a lot of evidence that this is a problem mm-hmm. in yeah. any sort of real way. Mm-hmm. I think for the most part, this is just kind of selling aspects as to why right. you would want to have the yeah. other kind of glass. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it is like reflective of an actual problem okay. <laughs> okay. that exists. Yeah, yeah. And what I will say, as an artist, you will, you if you're banjo, yes, mm-hmm. you're yeah. going to be able to be a heady guy and sell heady stuff. Almost nobody can do that. You're going to have to make little spoon pipes and you're going to mm-hmm. have to make whatever little stuff that you're going to make yeah. because that is the large majority of what's going to financially pay for you to be a glass. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what's going to sell the most and all that. Like you're going to mm-hmm. very rarely if you're not, I don't want to say like a nobody, but mm-hmm. really, listen, like somebody who's not well known and you make a piece and you're like, all right, I'm going to charge $20,000 for this. It's going to sit on your fucking mm-hmm. table for a long ass time. So, mm-hmm. so there's a balance and you need to be mentally okay with that where yeah. like you're able art to do your work subjective and then too. if you can get the time to do your art, mm-hmm. yeah, then you right. do your yeah. art. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, um, is, I know you talked about being, doing, making documentaries, films, all of that. Yes. If you want to talk yeah. about, I know you said some are cannabis focused, some mm-hmm. are just mm-hmm. like, you know, mainstream topics. Things that just interest you. Sure, things that sure. you're passionate about. Yeah. So I'll, we'll kind of shoot through and if there's anything that kind of comes up just stop me. Okay. Uh, we so um, the first couple movies that I made were important to me. So mm-hmm. when I was making The Seeker Cup, it took me nine years to complete that film. Wow. Wow. And during that process, I met the person that I work with now. And before The Seeker Cup was a completed project, he mm-hmm. was able to make other films. It's actually a lot easier to make something new than to okay. fix something that was not um, entirely perfect from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So uh, he's like, hey, you want to make some new stuff? We could do any of these other topics that you might want to do. And I thought, oh yeah, I got some. So <laughs> the very first couple I did were about medical cannabis. So cannabis versus cancer. Okay. And then about cannabis and cancer. Mm-hmm. And then cannabis and your doctor. All three of those are basically about yeah. medical stories of people who have had success with cannabis fighting cancer and other mm-hmm. illnesses. Yeah, kind of like a three-part documentary almost. Right yeah, they kind of are. Like originally it was all supposed to be one thing <laughs> mm-hmm. and then yeah. we just kind of were able to piece it out into these other things. Mm-hmm. And there's some really compelling stories there. Uh, the cannabis versus cancer, I was able to get him to give literally his recipe on what you do to fight cancer wow. with cannabis. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you, as an, a person, you don't need to know me. You don't need to mm-hmm. know anyone. You can literally watch that, mm-hmm. see the thing. You never need to go to his company and buy anything yeah. like you can go do this Public where can we find these films yeah. to watch so they i believe they all are on youtube somewhere oh, awesome. okay mm-hmm. we don't have like a youtube channel where mm-hmm. they're all on it there yeah. there is a couple that are on like uh zapruder flicks is one jay mm-hmm. horton is one where a lot of them are on there that's my partner's yeah. uh, youtube channel okay yeah but our films get licensed out by other channels too. Okay. So they might be on other channels too yeah. and mm-hmm. then also in clip form sometimes in other mm-hmm. channels. So mm-hmm. Yeah, we know for a fact that the documentary about the Secret Cup is on Hayes TV Network. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. So Andrew has it on so, there so you could check that out one out. Go check them out and check out our videos too of all the past podcasts and future ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A bunch of them are on Amazon. Um, okay, that's Tubi awesome. TV is Fox's streaming platform. Yes, yeah, and we've used that yeah, before. A that. Lot, I think all Almost all of them, if not all of them, are on there. 
Um, the best way to find my films is to either type my name into your search engine, like if you have an Amazon Fire Stick or, mm-hmm. or something like that. Okay. You can literally just search my name, Jeremy Nori, and almost all my films, if not all my films, will come up. That makes it easy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you can also just go to my website, theskyisland.com, and I have links to all my films there or my IMDb page. There's a bunch of ways to okay. find them. Awesome. That's awesome. Awesome. So do you have anything new upcoming that you can yeah. talk about maybe? Oh, or? yeah. I was going to run down a few. So okay. like, so I did, uh, I've done a bunch of UFO and Bigfoot movies. Oh, that's fun. Oh, that's Ghosts. awesome. That's fun. Um, I've done some movies about, uh, I did one about tie-dye. Oh, I, that's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did uh, a zoo. Yeah. Let's see, other stoner kind of, well, yeah. The Secret Cup mm-hmm. a documentary is out there. Um, I have two psychedelic films called uh, Psychedelic and Medicine and then uh, Microdosing versus Macrodosing. Interesting. We've watched a couple of uh, documentaries about psychedelics. psychedelics We were actually talking about it on the show (laughs) and how it's, you know, becoming kind of the new cannabis, um, as we like to say. And it's very interesting. Definitely. Psychedelics are doing amazing things in this world, and it's going to be great to see what they do in the future. But one thing I kind of wanted to roll back on, Mm -hmm. I heard you say, is that you do documentary on tie-dyeing. Yes. I've just been seeing, like, I've been Oh, like, yeah, those just Instagram accounts like, you follow. Oh, my God. people on Instagram stuff. This one guy does amazing work. I think his, uh, his Instagram handle is Die and Good Vibes or something like that. And okay. he makes amazing... I, I've, I've, uh, I, I like, can't even believe it's real. I always real. go on like, his holy thing, shit. and they all get auctioned off, and I'm just waiting for him to make something that's my finally my size. You're going to jump on it, I know. Jump it. on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our they doc- look amazing. Our documentary I'm, followed... Uh, I did it at DFO. Okay. And it followed, I think it's seven artists that wow. competed in a tie-dye competition at DFO. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's crazy. And it was called the Tie-Dye Cup, mm-hmm. and it was put on by Stony Glass. Stony Glass. And um, the name of the movie is called Die Hard. Like that. Die Hard. I love <laughs> Perfect. that. Perfect. That's great. Yeah. And uh, we had a guy named Dying Light Creations in there. I've heard of Dying Light, uh, yeah. Jay Hudson, uh, Kai Jules. Mm-hmm. Uh, squeezable jam. Wow, I'm wow. I'm not remembering all of their yeah, names, yeah. but yeah. Uh, those I think are the main, the most uh, well known out right. of the guys yeah. that are in it. So, it, um, and they are doing incredible work. Uh, Jay Hudson Crazy. has sold a shirt for like a thousand dollars. Yeah, I'd like yeah. to Wild. the guy I follow on Instagram, and I think I follow a few of those guys too. Like he auctions off most of his stuff, and they sell for hundreds of dollars. Yeah. It's 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 insane, and it's like, all like intricate the designs yeah. too. Like, and I love when they do the videos where like you see them tying it up and like how they do it, and I'm like, holy shit, how did they get that? Like, yeah. how did they know from this to that? It's just there's a whole art form and so much that goes yeah. into it that I had no clue. Yep, and, and it's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they do it's like new. the mandalas and all that stuff. It almost looks impossible to do, but it's not. It's it's crazy. Yeah, dying like Carl. Skill. Carl is the guy I'm referring to, and he kind of um, goes over it in that, like, he basically watched YouTube videos to wow. kind of learn yeah. at first. So self-taught. That's, that's self-taught. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I'm assuming that's how a lot of these guys were. Yeah. One of the guys is like, I've been doing it for four months. And wow. He's selling his shirts for hundreds of dollars. 
Yeah, that's insane. Because sometimes it's like, as I've said before, you look at these things and you're like, that's like, how the fuck do they do that? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Probably a lot of trial and error, too. But I Mm -hmm. wouldn't even know where to begin. (laughs) And they make mistakes. Like, so, for Mm -hmm. example, like Jay Hudson, he had done this shirt and he's like, I think it's the first time anyone has done this stuff. And he was referring to like certain things, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But there were little parts to it that weren't 100% perfect because the dye had kind of bled over. Yeah, bled. Yeah. Yeah. And like when I first looked at it, I didn't even see that. But for him, he, he saw, saw it. He sees it right away. I mean, yeah. you're your own worst critic, right? Yeah. So. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So, yep. That's really, really cool. cool. Yeah, I, I just want to touch on that one. That one's really good. Mm-hmm. That interests me. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. The die, the that's one of my newest ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that same year, I put out also a film called The American. No, no. What's it called? The African American Humor Awards. Hmm. And it's about the first like comedy show for black comedians and that's, awesome. many, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh that uh that's a wild story too. Mm-hmm. We yeah. actually one of our guests we had on here a is a comedian. He's a stand up. Um I don't even uh, I don't know if you've heard of Hemperer's comedy. And oh, Zach Miller. Zach I think Miller I have dog. heard Zach of Zach Miller Dog. Shout yeah, out. shout out to Zach Miller Dog. He was a cool guy. Yeah. yeah, we gotta check out guy. one of the shows. Like we've actually never been to a yeah, stand-up one, show, so and the fact that it's like cannabis friendly is even yeah. cooler. So yeah, there's one looking up. There's one coming up this Friday, I think. Unfortunately, we won't be in town anymore to yeah. see it. But if you want to go see some stand-up company, smoke some fire weed and all that stuff, then check go out Hempers. Yep, yeah. pretty nice. cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Did, did he talk about where the the Hemperer name comes from? I'm. I don't. I don't, I don't think know if he we gave touched us like on a that. background on like where he derived the exact name. All from. right, well we're gonna have to get him back on here I, then. Yeah, <laughs> do, you, do you guys know where Hemperer came from at all? No, no. I don't okay, so. so the original Hemperer mm-hmm. is Jack Herrera. Okay. Oh gee, yeah, I've, I've I've definitely heard of him before. Yeah, Jack Herrera. He uh, made a, a book called "The Emperor Wears No mm-hmm. Clothes," and he it's all kind of all about hemp, and thus okay. he became the original Hemperer. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I did not know that. That is awesome. Yeah. Interesting. That's cool. Interesting. Yeah, because I've definitely heard of him. He's a legend in the in the space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, and so for me, that those are the people that are important. And granted, like right. Jack Herrera actually wasn't a grower, but mm-hmm. um, these are the people that deserve some sort of recognition. Oh, it's of not course. that you have like an Instagram with a bunch of followers and yeah, you're no. like a no, clown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. And, you know, I, I just, I hate that. And mm-hmm. um, Same. granted, like I know some of those people. They're great people and everything. I just wish yeah. that the community valued something else, that they didn't value, like, jokes yeah. and, like, whatever it is that these people are doing. I that, mean, some of it's you know. funny, but it's, like, you don't want that to be the vast majority of what yeah, you're yeah, seeing. totally, because especially, like, when we started this podcast, we uh, it's hard, especially with cannabis and stuff like that, it's hard to keep a balance between not being too what I like to call stonery. Stony and baloney. you lose your yeah. credibility. Mm-hmm. Or too businessy and too formal and no one wants to listen because it's too boring yeah yeah so mm-hmm. it's like what it's, it's, hard, it's hard to find, to find that the balance. balance yeah mm-hmm. that's why i i can't blame the companies you know you're no. you're doing what people respond to it's, right it's we the people mm-hmm. that are the of problem course. as is everything <laughs> yeah. you know yeah, not mostly just there's not like like some big brother thing making all these bad things happen mm-hmm. it's yeah. we horrible people Mm-hmm. That like terrible things. Suggestibility, right. <laughs> really. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. I mean, yeah. you're right. Yeah, it's what crazy. I like to, sometimes what I like to say is that people are like, oh, what is this world coming to and all that? And I like to go, well, the world is not coming to anything. The world yeah. has always been this way. You are just realizing it now. Yeah, just start taking the, the change starts with you. Start mm-hmm. doing yeah. things that are all great things. And right. then, you know what? Yeah. Watch the world change. 
You know, start start putting good vibes out there and you'll attract them back to you and change the world for the better. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't, we talked about your, obviously your experience in the industry and everything, yeah. but what was your first experience with cannabis? Yes. We like to ask our guests oh. that. Oh, if yeah, you can totally. go like way far back, I know we're probably wrapping this up real quick, but if you could just touch on it. Yeah, yeah that's no problem. So when I was young, I had, um, we had learned from cannabis uh, we had learned about cannabis kind of from Cypress Hill and okay. from like some other of those. Mm-hmm. It was like getting cool again, right? And right. Kind cool. of, I grew culture. up during mm-hmm. the drug era where it was just say no. So it was very bad for right. like my large majority of my youth. Mm-hmm. Then going into high school, it was getting cool. Mm-hmm. And so the movie Friday was coming out. Okay. And me and okay. my friends were like, we're going to smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> and so we got some weed and we went behind a tennis court it was uh, in the valley here okay uh, the movie theater was called the united artists theater and mm-hmm. it's on like victory near laurel canyon okay and uh there's like some tennis courts over there mm-hmm. and i went over there and uh i uh me and my friends got our little pipe mm-hmm. and we put a, uh the weed in it and like mm-hmm tried to smoke it. One of my friends like blew all the weed out of the pipe. It was so <laughs> oh, ridiculous. No. Yeah. Oh, and, no. and and the other funny part about this is like we had got a pot leaf. Somebody had sold us literally a leaf. A leaf. Oh no. Uh, Not a bud. Not a bud. A, a leaf. leaf. Oh, and we God. thought it was pot because like no. we had seen the leaf. Yeah. That's we had, funny. Like, You're like, yeah, why are you that's that's weed, yeah, obviously. Yeah, that's weed. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. You that's know? too funny. That's yeah, too funny. and so you like cut this leaf up oh. and try to smell it. It's this stupid <laughs> thing. <laughs> that's that's really funny. funny. That makes a cool that's story though to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wait, we did get a little high from it though. Yeah, you I did? Mean, there's got to be old traces of something yeah. in there. We were yeah. that sober. Yeah. That's- <laughs> so it hit you. In a little bit. Anyway. Yeah, we're wrapping up here. Any shout outs for anybody listening? Oh, gosh. I mean, well, I, I, I support everybody that has ever been a part of anything. Um, the Seeker Cup, Chalice, mm-hmm. uh, all my events, Beyond Borough, like whatever. Everything I've ever done, tr- my magazine, Treating Yourself and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to the American Auto Flower Cup. Yeah, and, check that uh, out. Do that. Yeah. And, uh, that yeah. should be awesome. Uh, reach out to me. I'm very, very open. I'm happy to help anybody with any of their uh, products or projects. And mm-hmm. even if you just want to ask me questions about anything, I'm, I'm always happy to help with all my experience in the industry. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. And hopefully we'll see you again soon. <laughs> yeah, definitely. See you all again soon on another episode of Behind the Leaf. Thanks, guys. You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio.